Hello and welcome back to Read This Next with Nicole and Laura. This week we are doing a fairy tale inspired fantasy list. So we got some good titles on there. And I know Laura made this list, not me. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so one of the responsibilities as a librarian is um, to do a a featured shelf in Cloud Library, which is our ebook. service, I guess. There's an app. You should check it out if you haven't before. So when you log in um, in March, it's not active yet, but it'll have a shelf that'll say fairy tale inspired fantasy, and it'll list these titles and a whole bunch more. I thought since I've already found a bunch of cool, interesting sounding titles, why don't we also feature them on Read This Next? So that's where this list came from. Even though I am personally not a big fantasy person, (laughs) some of these intrigue me as well. Yeah, some people may be big fantasy readers. Some people may be big fantasy readers. Other people in this this video. (laughs) They're in the room. (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. So the the list is also on Cloud Library, like you said, which is cool. Um, But we will get right into this list. Um, Mm -hmm. And the first one is A River of Golden Bones by A.K. Mulford. I'm pretty positive. Sorry? Beautiful. I was just going to say, it's a lovely cover. It's stunning. It reminds me of um, uh, Chinese dragons, but it doesn't look like the face is a dragon. No, it looks like it's some kind of canine something. Based on the description, I think we're on the right track. I think so, too. Um, I think I've read a book by them, but I can't remember, so I'll look it up during the next one to figure it out. But anyways. A sleeping curse, a fallen court, a secret twin. Twins Kala and Briar have spent their entire lives hiding from the powerful sorceress who destroyed their kingdom, and from the humans who don't know that they are wolves. Wolves with a capital W. Each with, yeah, each twin (laughs) has their own purpose in life. Briars is to marry the prince of an ally pack and save the golden court. Kala's purpose is to remain a secret, her twin's shadow, the backup plan. That's, that's kind of a sad existence. Yeah. 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 No one knows who Kala truly is except for her childhood friend and sister's betrothed, the the oh, the distractingly handsome Prince Grey. But when Kala and Briar journey out of hiding for Briar's wedding, all of their well-made plans go awry. The evil sorceress is back with another sleeping curse for the last heir to the Golden Court. Kala must step out of the shadows and save their sister, their kingdom, and their own legacy. Continuing to hide as a human and denying who she truly is, Kala embarks on a quest across the realm, discovering a whole world she never knew existed. Outside the confines of rigid wolf society, Kala begins to wonder, who could she be if she dared to try? Very cool. Yeah. I like that. Family bonds. Yeah. You know. And it seems like um, this is the kind of fan fiction I would have read because I was a big Teen Wolf person. So all right. of the alternate universes were like, this is what would happen if they were in a court system. And I was, this is sure. what I would read. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like there's um, a whole lot of interest in, well, it's not, it's not werewolves. It's just like shifters maybe yeah like, and like just not structure. exactly the same thing yeah yes pack structure pack yeah. structure so it does sound like that's probably part of it for sure 
And obviously, like a ton of Sleeping Beauty business, mm-hmm. clearly as well. Yeah, they're both so named after flowers. Interesting. Ooh, um, there's a, there's a final like one sentence. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. On the next page. Oh, full of adventure, love, gender exploration, and self discovery. I was wondering when they kept saying there, um, yeah. if it was, but then in the next sentence it said she, so I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Love it. Monster filmed route. Ra- monster filmed realms and the depths of their own heart wow yeah all right next one um it is i book i think book one and book two are on the cloud library shelf cool um and what i found because i looked it up you don't is this one of those series where you don't have to read it in order like you can read them each of the books i like that individually but then if you want to you can see how like oh how do they all fit together which is something i enjoy but you can also just pick up one and it'll go and actually i was wrong it wasn't two it's number three is the one we're going to talk about so i also included for nicole that she could see like when this series first started they had a cover like one of those illustrated covers and it just looks like kind of a basic it just looks like a basic rom-com and then they did much better new Mm -hmm. version of the covers which really highlight the, I think, the fantasy and, like, fairy tale part of it. Yeah. So much nicer. So this one is called Of Dreams and Destiny. It's number three in the St. Rosetta's Academy series by Sandia Menon. Okay. The third installment set in an elite boarding school. This one's a contemporary spin on fairy tales, a thrilling and swoon-worthy twist on Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) I mean... If this is another one of those things where it's interesting how it can be done over and over and over, but yeah. even if it's done well, we don't mind. Yeah, Tell we us don't again. Care. Tale as old Tell as time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. It's senior year, and Daphne Elizabeth D.E. McKinley, the heiress to the McKinley Hotel dynasty, is still licking her wound after a painful breakup. She's determined to keep her head down and her heart shuttered, even from new student Xander, no matter how dreamy he is. Then Rosetta Academy is swallowed up by a sudden and massive spring storm, and very strange things start happening. The students start to fall into a stupor, and then a deep sleep, one by one. Soon D.E. is racing against the clock to find the source of the strange spell and stop it before it claims the entire school. Could Xander's help be the key to solving the mystery? Ooh. That's it. It sounds like there should be more, but... Yeah, I felt like that. I was expecting more. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel like it was leading up to something, but that is the end of the description. <laughs> wow okay yeah well it sounds so cool I, yes so we've got some mystery um some mystery happening we've got like i guess this would be urban fantasy because mm-hmm. where it seems sort of like our contemporary sort of world because based on the language they're using but also there's magic and yeah could, yeah. could i didn't this realize guy... this was the author of when dimple Re- met rishi which yeah. I won't lie, did not really like the cover of that one either. So I'm wondering if that's a um, publishing house kind of thing. They just... Could be. Yeah. Just don't do a real great job. That's... (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) kind (laughs) of. Yeah, because like you said, that first cover... uh, I'll show both of them now. Um the first cover just gives you no hint that there's any fantasy. Like, I guess curses the title they're kind yeah. of hoping, but there's no other clue. No, it feels like it could be just, you know, like not literal curses mm-hmm. based on that cover. 
Yeah. Yeah. Could be swearing. Literal curses. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's just about someone who, there's a lot of kissing in this book and there's a lot of swearing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, that book's probably out there. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, I also do like a uh, boarding school or school style. Yeah. That's always fun. Yeah. We only think it's fun because we've never been to one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've never lived in the medieval period either, and I think that's kind of cool. I <laughs> yes. wouldn't want to be there, though. No, no, no. It's all uh, very true. Uh, and okay, I, that is the... Sorry, I was going to say, that is the end of the description, because I checked. That's I it. it. It just ends there. So it just leaves... You leave some things hanging, right? You just know it's fantasy. There's a romance. Um, this one is YA. Yeah. Mystery's Beautiful. happening. Yeah. See where it takes you. I like that. I will say I looked up what the title was that I had read by A.K. Mulford. Um, mm-hmm. It's The High Mountain Court, which I know we have in our collection uh, because I was going to donate a copy that I because I had bought one, but we already had it, so I kept it on my shelf. Very um, good. Yeah, but the next one is A Crown of Ivy and Glass by Claire Legrand. Looks like this is a trilogy. Yes. Um, Lady Gemma Ashbourne seemingly has it all. She's young, gorgeous, and rich. Her family was anointed, capital A, by the gods, blessed with incredible abilities. But underneath her glittering facade, uh, Gemma is deeply sad. Years ago, her sister Mara was taken to the Middle Mist to guard against treacherous magic. Her mother abandoned the family. Her father and eldest sister, Farron, embroiled in a deadly blood feud with the mysterious Basque family. Often forget Gemma exists. Poor chicken. (laughs) Uh, Worst of all, Gemma is the only Ashborn to possess no magic. Instead, her body fights it like poison. Constantly ill, aching with loneliness, Gemma craves love and yearns to belong. Then she meets the devastatingly handsome Talendastier. I I said that with some flair, apparently. You did. You certainly did. Wow. His family destroyed themselves, seduced by a demon, and Talon, the only survivor, is determined to redeem their honor. Intrigued and enchanted, Gemma proposes a bargain. She'll help Talon navigate high society if he helps her destroy the Basques. According to popular legend, a demon called the man with the three-eyed crown is behind the family's blood... Uh, is behind the family's blood feud. Slay the demon and end the feud. Oh, Hmm. I see. Slay the demon, end the feud. Got it. I couldn't figure (laughs) out that sentence. Uh, But attacks in the Middle Mist are increasing. The plot against the Basques quickly spirals out of control, and something immense and terrifying is awakening in Gemma, drawing her inexorably toward Talon and an all-consuming passion that could destroy her or show her the true strength of her power at last. This is very much a not the same at all, but like Bella in Twilight, where she's like, my power is I have no power. (laughs) It's like, we'll see how she uses that. Yes. See how she uses her non-power. I am uh, feel highly suspicious of this Talon who just, you know, appears at the right time. He's got no family either. How sympathetic. Is he a Basque? It, oh, oh, yes. I say yes. I'm not going to read it, but I'm highly suspicious. Tell us this in the is, comments. <laughs> yeah, you read it. 
Ah, this is Gilded by Marissa Meyer. They've written a bunch of books. Yeah. Yeah. So she, like, came on the scene, really, with fairy tale stuff. She did Cinder, Mm. and which was, like, I want to say Cyborg. She was Cyborg Cinderella, not Android Cinderella, really. That was such a good series. I loved it. I only haven't bought it because I don't like the covers. Only reason I don't own that series. I wonder if they've made new covers since. They did, and I don't like them either. Oh, dang. Yeah. One one day. Anyway, and then she went and did something else, and then now she's back to fairy tales with this one. Sweet. Um, Yeah. This is... Okay, so it's called Gilded. Um, For the listeners, it looks like a crown, but it is dripping, and it looks like a cage over top of a town with some lady's eyes looking through it. Where's the eyes? You don't see that? No. Like, you okay, know where the make crown? This yeah. Oh my goodness, that is so faint. Right? How did you even see that? I have the brightness on my second screen turned all the way up for oh when I play Minecraft. <laughs> wow, that's really faint. Yeah. That is. I don't like I playing don't... Minecraft when it's dark, so I turn the brightness way up. Wow. Yeah. I mean,. Who was that for? Like the very few people. Maybe, maybe it's easier to see on the like paper copy. Probably. Probably. <laughs> All right. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, okay. cover design talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we go. Okay. That's how the, we go. The description is, long ago, cursed by the god of lies, a poor Miller's daughter has developed a talent for spinning stories that are fantastical and spellbinding and entirely untrue. Or so everyone believes. When one of Cyrilda's outlandish tales draws the attention of the sinister Earl King, or is it Erkling? I would say Earl King. We'll go Earl King. The L comes first. Yeah. 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 Oh, no, you're right. Okay. Earl King (laughs) and his undead hunters. She finds herself swept away into a grim world where ghouls and phantoms prowl the earth and hollow-eyed ravens track her every move. The king orders Cyrilda to complete the impossible task of spinning straw into gold. Classic Rumpelstiltskin. Indeed. uh, Or be killed for telling falsehoods. In her desperation, Cyrilda unwittingly summons a mysterious boy to her aid. He agrees to help her for a price. Soon, Cyrilda. I don't know what the price is going to be, though. (laughs) Don't know. Uh, Soon, Cyrilda realizes that there is more than one secret kept hidden in the walls, uh, castle walls specifically, including an ancient curse that must be broken if she hopes to end the tyranny of the king and his wild hunt forever. Interesting. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. See, like, I think I just recently um, told my son Rumpelstiltskin because that's one of the things he'll just demand stories and uh i you know depending on how creative i'm feeling sometimes i i make something up or i tell something from my childhood and sometimes i'm just like what is a fairy tale that i remember and uh rumpelstiltskin did not thrill him very much at all although he did really like at the end the version where rumpelstiltskin gets so mad she guessed his name that he's stamps his foot into the floor and then he stamps his foot so hard he stamps himself and he tears himself in half I've never heard that before, but I... You've never heard that version? No. Yes. Yes. He gets so mad, he tears himself in half. 
Like, there's different ways they end. Anyway, if you like that part. This, huh. <laughs> this version clearly takes just, like, the little bit. The little, little bit of Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. And spins out a whole thing. Which it is, spins uh, it out like straw sure into gold. <laughs> sure does. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I like the um, you know, com- combining that the fairy tales with the undead hunters, mm-hmm. ghouls and phantoms. You don't always get those in a fairy tale story. Well, because he's not like a villain in the story that I remember. Like, uh, obviously, he's like, make me he's gold just or all greedy. Yeah. In this one, he's like, I've got an undead army. Yeah. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Intriguing. Intriguing. Okay. Next one is actually, again, a sequel. (laughs) And another one that, again, you can read them in either order, apparently. No way. We actually, yeah, we wrecked the first book in this series when it came out. Because I was like, this looks very familiar. We did. But this, um, this is the Book of Lost Things number two. Um, The Land of Lost Things, this one is called, by John Connolly. Twice upon a time, for that is how some stories should continue, Phoebe, an eight-year-old girl, lies comatose. Comatose? Comatose. You're you're doing great. See, I'm laughing, but this is a serious opening. She is a body without a spirit, a stolen child series her mother can only sit by her bedside and read aloud to phoebe the fairy story she loves in the hope they might summon her back to this world but it is hard to keep faith so very hard now an old house on the hospital grounds a property connected to a book written by a vanished author is calling to Sir. what did i say Sir series yeah something wants her to enter and to journey to a land colored by the memories of series's childhood <laughs> and the folklore beloved of her father to a land of witches and dry dryads, mm-hmm. giants, and mandrakes to a land where old enemies are watching and waiting. Oh, So this is like a quest to rediscover her child's spirit. Yeah, so this is is the first book, does it feature Ceres uh, herself? Do you remember? I, I think it maybe it, I think maybe it features the father. Oh, okay, because it says oh, of her beloved father. I see. I thought I thought you were saying the child's father. Interesting. Oh, no. But I'm just guessing because I don't actually know. That's but, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds very good. The I like idea. it. So that's another one of those, like, you know, into the world of the books, yeah. which is kind of a whole genre of its own. Yeah. I yeah. like that there's really no limit to what could be there, too, because it's the land of lost things. Like, you could really just be like, I threw that in there. And now yeah. it's a plot point. I think that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. This next one next. is a duology. Um, the cover has a very, I would say it's an extremely different style than the others. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of yep. Cinder. Like the OG Cinder covers. I can see that, certainly. But I think this is also meant to evoke... Um, this is also, this is a romance. Oh, I see what, what you're saying. Yes. Interesting. Yes. Okay. This is an, an adult romance. Yeah, a lot of these have been uh, YA. Not something to complain about, but... Oh, no, I'm, I'm wrong. It is YA. 
Oh, okay. That just makes YA sense. romance. There you go. I'm just making there you things go. up, apparently. Uh, well, this is Malice by Heather Walter. Uh, obviously, by the cover, probably going to be... Uh, I almost said Cinderella. Sleeping Beauty. Um, okay. A princess isn't supposed to fall for evil sorceress. For an evil sorceress. <laughs> But in this darkly magical retelling of Sleeping Beauty, true love is more than a simple fairy tale. Once upon a time, there was a wicked fairy who, in an act of vengeance, cursed a line of princesses to die. A curse that could only be broken by true love's kiss. You've heard this before, haven't you? The handsome prince, the happily ever after, utter nonsense. Let me tell you, no one in Briar actually cares about... Oh, Briar is the location. Okay. Because usually their name is, like, Briar. Briar. Yeah. Briar Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no one in Briar actually cares about what happens to its princesses. Not the way they care about their jewels and elaborate parties and charm-granting elixirs. I thought I didn't care either. Until I met her. Princess Aurora, the last heir to Briar's throne. Kind, gracious. The future queen her realm needs. One who isn't bothered that I am Alice, the Dark Grace, aboard and feared for the mysterious dark magic that runs in my veins. Humiliated and shamed by the same nobles who pay me uh, to bottle hexes and then brand me a monster. Aurora says I should be proud of my gifts. That she cares for me. Even though it was a power like mine that was responsible for her curse. But with less than a year until that curse will kill her... Any future I might see with Aurora is swiftly disintegrating, and she can't stand to kiss yet another insipid prince. I want to help her. If my power began her curse, perhaps it's what can lift it. Perhaps, together, we could forge a new world. Nonsense again. Because we all know how this story ends, don't we? Aurora is the beautiful princess, and I... I am the villain. Dun, dun, dun! Yeah! Are they the villain, though? Hmm, well, I guess you'll have to find out. There's two books. It's a duology. Uh, yeah. Sounds fun. Obviously, this is an LGBTQ title. Um, princess and, like, wicked sorcerer. <laughs> Star-cross lover situation. I love it! <laughs> yeah. That's it's a funny, like, the description is so, that one was so different because it's actually, like, in the first person. Yeah. Like a little diary entry. Fun to read. As opposed to many of the others. Yeah. Okay. Our last one. Now for something totally different. Mm. Basically. <laughs> um, I came across this one and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to, it's it's totally different, but I think it's interesting. So I'm going to include it. So it. this is actually like a series of essays rather than fiction. It's called Disfigured on Fairy Tales, Disability, and Making Space. This is probably what made me think of the chronic pain in that other book, is, is knowing this one was coming up. Mm. It's by Amanda LeDuc. In fairy tales, happy endings are the norm. As long as you're beautiful and walk on two legs. After all, the ogre never gets the princess. Has this person never seen Shrek? Come on. The best movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> and since fairy tales are the foundational myths of our culture, how can a girl with a disability ever think she'll have a happy ending? By examining the ways that fairy tales have shaped our expectations of disability, Disfigured will point the way toward a new world where disability is no longer a punishment or impediment, but operates instead as a way of centering a protagonist and helping them to cement their own place in a story and from there the world. 
Through the book, Leduc ruminates on the connections we make between fairy tale archetypes, the beautiful princess, the glass slipper, the maiden with the long hair lost in the tower, and tries to make sense of them through a 21st century disabledist lens. From examinations of disability in tales from the brothers Grimm and Hans Christian Andersen, through to modern interpretations ranging from Disney to Angela Carter, and the fight for disabled representation in today's media, Leduc connects the fight for disability justice to the growth of modern magical stories and argues for increased awareness and acceptance of that which is the other, helping us to see and celebrate the magic inherent in different bodies. Okay. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Did you ever take any classes about that in university? Not specifically about, like, disabilities. Mm -hmm. Me neither. It was always about... I feel like it got mentioned in fairy tales when we were discussing them, but this sounds like it's going to go so... More, much more deep than what my class went into, which is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But it also sounds like it doesn't sound particularly academic, mm-hmm. you know, like I think if you're, you know, I don't think it would, I don't think it would feel like homework. I think it would feel like a long form magazine article, you know, Ooh, I if like you just that. in and read a chapter. Um, and it's interesting. It's something I've thought about um, a little bit. Uh, like I know someone who, there's someone in my life with scoliosis who like, you know, 200 years ago or whatever could very well have had like a humpback, right? Like hunched spine. Yep. And the way that the only, like the only representation you ever see of that is like evil. Yeah. That's it. Right. Like that's all that signifies. Yep. Always. Um, Always. And it's, it's pretty, you know, if, if you start thinking about that sort of thing, it can be pretty upsetting. So I think it would be interesting to read um, and kind of not like that's not a lens that I'm very like, I don't know a ton about it. So I think it would be a very interesting kind of window into something that I am interested in. And it's not my own first person experience. So it would be a good way to learn. Yeah. And yeah, anyone else, you know, like if you're if you've read if you've read a bunch of Cinderella retellings or whatever, like maybe skip one and read this and see, like it might make you think critically about some of the stuff you've read or just look back and think differently about it. So that title, actually, I think that title might be one that we have in print and is not on Cloud Library, but well, we do go. have it in the system. So you can check it out. Are all of these on Cloud Library then? That's what you said. I think the rest of them um, maybe the land of lost things is not, but I think all the rest are. Nice. Sweet. Yeah. Well, I like this list because I like fantasy. So I'm going to probably <laughs> read a few of these. Very good. <laughs> you can tell us how they are. I shall. Um, okay. I am going to wrap us up then unless you have anything else to add. Nope. All right. Uh, Thanks for watching. <laughs> Make sure to go like, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff. We're at TBAPL on all socials. Um, you can find the show notes currently at tbplofftheshelf.com. Um, and yeah, we look forward to seeing you guys all in two weeks. Bye. Bye.